Hey guys, welcome back to Because Life. My next two guests are best friends and comedians in New York. I don't have that much of an intro for them because they're just hilarious and I'll probably regret it having them both on at the same time, but we're just going to go for it and see what happens. They are hysterical. They're going to tell you the story of how they met, um, how they became roommates, and just all their crazy adventures together. So please welcome Oscar and Chris, both comedians in New York. And like I said, I'm probably going to regret this, but let's just do it. Hey, guys. <laughs> you done messed up, girl. That's it. Your, 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 list, your viewership, your listenership is going to tank because of us. I'm scared. <laughs> Although we might gain like one person. You know? Yeah, we'll gain. We'll 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 gain Chris's barbershop brother. <laughs> so, how did you guys meet? Oh man! So okay, okay. Let me let me preface that with Oscar was on this a few episodes ago, and I asked the same question, and then Chris, you heard the episode and totally were like, "That's not what happened." So yeah. since I have both of you on here. How did you guys meet? Oh man, Chris, really? Oscar always, Oscar always says that he says the story because this is what he sees. So Oscar must have got kicked out mad early, and he was by the bar because we were in a competition in Vegas, and Oscar was there, and uh, I guess I came over to the bar, or I was there, he came over. And it's like me knowing Oscar now, I had to have said something to him first because Oscar's not going to talk to nobody, <laughs> especially when he's pissed. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, he must have said something. I must have said something to him like, like, yo, uh, when when's your when's your show? Do your you're out, whatever. And we just went from there. And then uh, I, I actually I actually don't remember after that. But, yo, I just remember we went. To a strip club. <laughs> I could tell you, I could tell you everything from there. Um, How all good bromances oh are born. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, if Oscar, if you could say anything else with the conversation, I don't remember what the hell we were. We were both complaining, as as we do when you know you're in a competition and you don't advance. <laughs> I just remember that. But Oscar always said that I was looking like like I, I just lost my kid or some shit like in, in the in the field of people. He's like, I just look sad. You know what I think? You know what I think bonded us immediately, actually, now that I think about it some more? What? what? When you asked me where I was from and I asked you where you were from. And when you said Connecticut, I said, oh, you know, my buddy Darren Rivera. And you're like, yo, of course I do. Yeah, I think Darren was the bridge, right? Darren was the bridge to our friendship, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> you know, I was just getting no, but I was giving that look like, uh, oh, all right. And it was like from there, we used to talk about Darren, like, yo, uh, boom, 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 boom. We just like certain, certain joints, like, yeah, okay, you mind me? All right, I got family for a lot of them, uh, and uh, yeah, and it was like, yo, man, what you doing at this? What you what you about to do? What you like, man? Let's be out. 
we really was like, man, let's go out with this bullshit because we didn't, we didn't uh, move on, and it was just like we had two more days of some shit. <laughs> we was like, yo, this is some bullshit. How'd you get here? Like, yeah, Oscar, it was garbage. Yeah, so we was like, man, screw this. The night it was, it was a good night, and uh, we, uh, we that's that's where we went to the strip club. We went to a strip club, and um, it, was, it was dope. This is my story. I don't know what Oscar didn't tell you or did tell you, but we went to a strip club. We was there. We got there. Boom. It was packed. You know, that that's like, you know, st- it was Spearmint Rhino, right? Spearmint Rhino, Spearman. yeah. So they have little booths where, you know, you VIP, you could pay for the booth and sh- sh- chicks would come in and you sh- doing your hookah and you're drinking. And we were like walking around looking at the scenery and we just found some seats and we sat down and we just like, damn, man, like whatever. We just talking, drinking, and talking more, just knowing each other, just talking shit, guy talk. And then, you know, strippers kept coming up. Hey, guys, you want like lap dance? And he's like, man, get the fuck out if I punch in your face, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. We were like, nah, man, chill, get out of here. It's like, you know, it's like, get out of here. It's like, yo, the way they coming up, you want to laugh dance? Like, we like, nah, chill, whatever. And uh, we we started talking. I don't know what he was talking about. Well, we were we kept laughing and laughing, dying, like laughing. And it's like we weren't even, I guess, you know, so, you know, so, with strippers, they'll tell me, like, these dudes right here, they're not paying. They're These dudes right here are whatever. Especially if you're not paying. If you're tipping, they're going to, like, strippers to tell each other. So we were just knocking everybody off. So I don't know if she just came in or whatever. She came over, like the, this girl came over. She was Egyptian, bad, like, like she looked like, I don't even know. She just looked like she had, she was royalty. <laughs> she had, she was royalty with tat- tattoos on her. So she came over and um, she was like, I remember she was like, why are you guys having a good time? Like, like what's what's the deal with that? And then we were like, you know, I, I spoke to her whatever first, and then Oscar was just like, it's like Oscar looked at her like like, and then looked away, and I'm talking to her, and she's she's trying to get Oscar's attention because I was just so thirsty, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she she immediately went to Oscar. Oscar was just like, yo, Oscar was like the dumb, like yo, what, you know, whatever. I don't know what he said, but. He immediately just started chopping her down. Like, yo, listen, you you ain't all that. And her being gorgeous, like she don't get that. I just just it just just how it is. You beautiful, somebody like you ain't. You like what? Everybody talks. Let me know your story. And Oscar is just like going at her. We were just talking about life and everything. We, yo, she was there for like 25 minutes before she got up to because you know when you strip, you gotta do your dance and then your whatever, make money. She didn't even care. She went, she just kept going back up to the dance and come back and talk to us, talking to us, talking to us. We were all in the conversation. And then after a while, Oscar just kept, I used to be like, yo, Oscar, why are you being a D, bro? But it's like, I ain't know that was his, that's his, that was his move. I didn't, I never, I never know about this move. So Oscar was rejecting her and she just couldn't take it. And they were like, next, next you know, she pulled her chair close to Oscar. And I'm there looking like a third wheel. I look like the game. Like, guys, like, Oscar, come on. Like, <laughs> and he was going at me, like, just talking, talking, arguing, talking. 
they were like in each other's face. And I was like, oh, I see this shit. I see where this is going. Yo. So Oscar, yo, she so she gets up one more time. She, oh no, no, no. Before all that, her girl comes like a, a friend comes over and was talking, come over and talking. I'm talking to her. So it was like we both in our own conversation. And I I just from the side I've seen Oscar closer and closer, like Oscar her, sizing her up and down, like, yo, man, whatever. She's like, eh, eh. like, yo, so they both leave. Oscar's like, yo, just just chill out, yo. This shit like chill, this is about to be over, but chill a little bit. It was late. It was like five, six. So she comes back and like, yo, let me get my stuff. And yo, I'm like, what? Like, she ended up leaving with us. We go back to our golden hotel. We're in the hotel. I'm like, yo, yo, like, <laughs> Oscar's like, yo, chill, chill, chill. Don't even show no. He just would her name. They, we in the, the elevator going up. I was like, yo. So on my, my floor, I was like, all right, y'all. Oscar, like, yo, I, all right, I talk, yo, yo, I'm gonna hit you up, yo, all right, bro, yo, <laughs> we just met, and it was like we were friend, best friends. I was like, bro, so you good? He's like, yo, bro, I'm good. And I'm like, all right, I'll call you, all right? <laughs> I, like, I don't even have his number. <laughs> so Oscar leaves. I'm like, oh, shit, y'all, I couldn't get over it, like, because how he did it. Next morning, he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, did, didn't you tell me to meet you? And I see her, like, on the shame of walk. Like, you know what I mean? You know, how was it? You know, that's what they call that? when The walk of shame? Walk of shame. Did, didn't I see her? Like, you leave with her or something? Wasn't I? No? Yeah, I, I, I walked her out to the cab that picked her up. And we passed by each other. And... I, your face was hilarious. You were like, no way. <laughs> and I didn't even, I just smirked. Like, I didn't even smile. I just gave you a smirk. And I kept walking. Yo, and from then, like, uh, I don't even, I don't, I don't remember, did we see each other and we kicked it? Or we just like, we got each other the number and whatnot. And then it was like, I spoke to him on the phone. He was like, I was like, yo, give me details, yo. <laughs> Like I just met him, like, but it's like we went through it. And from now, I was like, yo, I kept calling, like, yo, Oscar, you, 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 the king, bro. Like, this, this doesn't happen. I'm sure, like, filthy rich actors be like, I went to you for six thousand dollars for one night. Like, you know, and Oscar was, you know, what I mean, it's just like some man. Like, Oscar, you, you did that, and I was, and, and ever, ever since then, we talk. I'll big him up. I'll text him, big him up. You know, Oscar liked that. He liked the that attention. I was bringing him up, and I was calling him king. <laughs> so that's probably how we real good friends because I was, I was, I was making him, I was stroking his ego. It was funny because <laughs> Chris would introduce me to his friends and be like, "Yo, this guy right here, man, this dude, <laughs> this guy right here, don't leave your lady alone with this guy right here. Before you know it, your lady be gone." <laughs> you know, you know, it be straight killers. Like I be like, "Yo, Oscar, this is my man. Kill him, kill him dead. This is shot him two times. This is uh uh, uh um, this is uh incarceration right here." I'm like, oh. <laughs> "My boy, Oscar, bro. Yo, went to the strip club. Didn't even know baddest bad stripper. No money, no nothing. Word and all." Four of them killers kneel down like, yo, man, yo, this is your fam. I don't know you like that. 
<laughs> kissing his ring and shit. <laughs> well, nah, nah, from that, from that, I just keep digging him up and just be like, yo, like, and then we just, we, we haven't really seen each other. Like, we just will text, talks, text. Then he was saying he was moving to New York and then Oscar fucking moved to New York. He was with uh, Shorty. Well, we, we linked up maybe once, but, you know, he's living in a, uh, with, a, with a chicken, so we, we didn't link up this much. I was still in Connecticut. We would talk all the time. We'll meet up at clubs and like, yo, every time Oscar get we'll get booked. You know, we get booked together. Oscar throw a show, you know what I'm saying? I get Oscar a show and but Oscar used to always have the show, always produce the show. And, uh, and from that, man, it was just like, yo, man, and, and yeah, that's it. Dude, the very first show I ever produced in New York City, Chris was on Chris was on the lineup. Yeah, it was at yeah. at this place called Crystal Cafe that was owned by my fraternity brother DJ Cartagena in the Bronx in the second oh, floor. Yo, remember that show? Yo, yo, Oscar, that show was yo. I recorded that joke. Yo, Oscar, I think I did like forty minutes or some shit. We're just like that. That was a, that was that's when I was in my prime, bro. Like I was like I didn't care, and I was. Yeah, that was a dope show, bro. That was a lot of it fun. Was, it was me, you, I had Esther Pardo on the show, and I think Stacey yeah. Trussman. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't the one with Darren? I think Darren came too. That was the first that was the first show I ever produced in New York City. And uh it was great. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So how did you guys end up becoming roommates? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one over, Mr. Chris. Yeah. That's okay. Um, I was living, I was living with an ex-girlfriend, and we broke up, and I ended up moving. Uh, I moved about 20, 20 blocks north of where I was living, and it happened to be that I moved right near, like right across the street from where Chris is, uh, like one of Chris's best friends, who's also my friend. His name's Dino. <laughs> Dino lived on Dino lived lived and still does live on 145th and I lived on 144. So Chris was living in Connecticut, so and I knew he'd come to Dino's every so often. So I told him, I said, Hey, the next time you come to Dino's, come over to my place because I'm living right across the street from Dino. So Chris walks over to my apartment and he he does like he, he, as soon as he, because it was a brand new, like remodeled apartment, man, this thing was nice. And Chris walked in and he looked, he looked around and he was like, dude, you live here by yourself? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, and that it was a two bedroom. So he goes into the second bedroom and he goes, and he goes, uh, and who lives here? And I was like, oh no, that's going to be my office. And then he's like, why don't I just move in? And then before I know it, Chris is like, before he was done asking the question if he could live there, he had already like moved in a couch. Like he was already on the couch, like in his underwear. Been like, oh, I live here now. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Yeah, he's like, oh, by the way, I live here now. And I'm like, wait, what? And then you know, I thought about it for a while. I was like, damn, this is the same time Oscar looked away. To swipe his phone to unlock it, to check something. I was already in vacuuming. I had a plant, my son. I was painting. I was almost done. And, this, and that by the time. 
he was dinner was ready. Yeah, he was FaceTiming his mom before I knew it. I mean, the guy was living there, and I, I I'm happy. I'm happy. Oscar's really sharing that. They had a lot of fun because I, I could where Oscar wanted to kill me. I mean, <laughs> there was a fire. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy how the fire was just around my door in my room. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we'd have parties. We'd have like, Super Bowl parties. I'd invite people. He'd invite people. Uh, we had a good time. Where, where it started to get a little dicey was that Chris was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to do comedy like that's how I'm going to pay rent. I'm going to do comedy. But a lot of the shows that he was doing would be canceled. He do a lot. He'd be like, oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm getting this much money from this, from this show. And then they'd end up getting canceled. So it was like canceled show after canceled show after canceled show. And then like, you know, months, months went by. And before I knew it, I, I had been covering the whole rent for a while. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know how to approach my best friend. Here's here's where it was tricky for me. I'm like, Chris wants to Chris wants to be a New York City comedian, and he's doing everything he can to be a New York City comedian with no job. So I want to provide. I want to be able to help out with that. But I was working, and he wasn't. The shows that he was doing were getting canceled, so he wasn't. He wasn't being able to put for rent, like no money for rent. At the beginning, he paid, but then it kind of like started tapering off. And then I found myself working like forty hours a week at a job to that cover it, yeah, to basically pay for the apartment. So I I got really angry internally because I, I was I was like, yo, I'm working forty hours a week, not doing stand up comedy. I come home exhausted, and this dude is just chilling. Yo, I yo, Oscar, I swear, I looked back. I I don't even know what I was. I was just. Basking in the ambiance when you're you're not home, <laughs> and on top of stress, like oh god, like damn man, because I uh, when I moved, when I moved, I after I, I took, well, you know, when I moved, I had an apartment in Connecticut still, and uh, I had somebody in there, and it was it was supposed to set that he pays it in the little money I get from it because it was a certain amount I was paying, a certain amount he was paying. And uh, he never paid, and I I had to pay that, and, and it was like I was just like you know what I need to give f, and so I was just concentrating on Oscar, and I was already backed up, and just like with cancel shows and all that. Oh right, right, right. If I remember correctly, the dude in Connecticut who wasn't paying, like the landlord was like some mafioso that yeah. was like, yo, Chris, if you don't pay, like I'll kill you. Yo, yo, Oscar. I don't know if you're playing, but yeah, she, they were, they, they, I still speak to the son to this day. We are cool. And he got over it because his pops died and me and the pops was cool. The, oh, I don't even, how can I, all right, can I, this is some deep shit, but so me and his pops was cool. He's an older dude, Italian dude. Me and his pops was cool. And he gave me the rent really, really cheap. And uh, he, he said, if I paint and do the floor, do some, do some house stuff myself, I'll knock it off the, the whatchamacallit and then fix the heat. He ended up dying. And um he was supposed to knock some stuff off the rent. And I and the and but the wife was like, nah, I don't I don't know about all this. And you gotta pay this, and I'm not paying the heat. So it was that's why the dude stopped paying because the heat, it was cold in it. He's like, man, fuck this. Like, 
And I was like, yo, bro, like, and it was just, it was just that. So it ended up diluting and I owed stuff and just, and it was just like, just the, the burden and coming back and forth. It was just like, I couldn't, I didn't have a job. Like I would have to be working up there, but then I have to take care. It's like, yo, I didn't want to lose it. I also, I also think that Chris was like, oh, I got to pay this family because this family's got, you know, God knows they might hurt me. Yeah. And I think, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, I don't know, but I think Chris was like, oh, Oscar's not going to get mad. Like, I can pay Oscar back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar's yeah. not going to do anything to me. But this Italian <laughs> family's going to kill me. Yo, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I'm not even, listen, Chris, I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I remember one time, and you ran in the house. Like, you ran in the house and locked the door. <laughs> And you were scared. And I was like, what's going on? You're like, dude, the Italian guy was chasing me. And I was like, great. Now I'm going to die. You came, in, you came in running into the house. And you're like, yo, the dude from Connecticut is chasing me. And I was like, oh, great. How am I involved now? I'm like, yo, don't worry, Oscar. I'll tell them you have no, nothing to do with this. <laughs> So, so listen, so this, so what ended up happening was, you know, months went by and Chris wasn't able to pay his half of the rent, which by the way, was $700 at, at the time. I, I had a, I had a two bedroom for $1,400. Dang. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And yo, Oscar, you know what? Yo, it's crazy, man, because it just shit crashed down. I, I was, I was getting money you know i had a bunch of shows in connecticut everything just like just like you said canceled i had I, yo it was about six shows it was six shows i had run uh three month uh once a month and two and two weeklies two two weeklies yeah no four months once a month and, one, and two weeks so i had money and i could not pay it yo every single one of them just just was gone just just gone 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 and uh, it was so it was so crazy that all these shows were being canceled that I started to think he was finagling me. I was like, how how are all these shows yeah. getting canceled? Like I don't understand yeah. how all your shows are getting canceled. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, man, I'm telling you, man, like I don't know this and that. So it all it all it all started to sound like excuses to me after a while because I was like, dude, I don't I don't and then I suggested, I remember this is the part that made me really angry at one point. I go, hey, dude, you should maybe get a job. Like, you should get a job. <laughs> you don't have to get a full-time job. You can get a part-time job. Yeah. You can get a job that you can work, like, one or two days a week. And Chris was like, no, I'm not going to do that because it's going to interfere with comedy. I'm telling you, I know how this works. I'm not going to do it. And I, a portion of me, I know. I know that, I know that a job interferes with comedy. See, I'm not like that. So it has to be, it has to, you know, it was something, it was like, yo, I probably was holding on to something to get something like, I'm going to take care of Oscar. Watch, 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 watch. And it just didn't happen. And I swear, Oscar, you don't even know, like, I really felt like, fuck, man. Like, I don't even want to go like this. And I knew, I was like, yo, fuck, I got to do something. I, I, I don't, I didn't know at the time. And it was just, I knew, but I knew so, it was pay him back. I knew it was going to pay him back, but it was just like, it, it, so this is this is how it all like this is how it all ties into this apartment burning down. It got to a point where if I remember correctly and I do because I had spreadsheets, trust me, Chris will tell you. 
I had I had every dime that Chris owed me yep. on a spreadsheet. Yep. And um it got to a point where Chris hadn't paid me rent in six months. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, and, chill, yo, listen, guys, listen, you listen. He had a chalkboard yeah. on the hallway. If I left my room, I'm gonna pass his chalkboard and it and it kept multiplying and multiplying. <laughs> and he was circling the number. It was like the coronavirus. <laughs> it was it was day three, day four. And the numbers kept going up. I seen a number where I was like, I can't pay that back. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so so what ended up happening and, and so I would ask all my friends, I would run I would run this these ideas by my friends at my job and I was like, All right, so here's the situation. My my good friend lives with me. Uh he's trying to do you know, he's trying to live in New York City and do comedy the way I am and I'm trying to provide that environment, but he's not he's not able to pay rent. And they're like, Oh, how you know, how many months has he not paid rent? And I'm like, dude, this guy's up to like five, six months and everyone was like, Yo, get that guy the fuck out. And I was like, I can't. I can't. There's, I can't do that. Like, there's no way. I don't I even know do when that. he so, moved in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yo! I swear, Oscar, I, I fuck this story. I, I, I don't know. He said, Oscar says I paid him off. I don't even know. So what ends up happening? I, I started getting like I started being really angry at home. Yeah. There was a couple times that I said I said something mean to him. There was some. There was a, a couple times I said something mean to his son. Um, and like, <laughs> and like there, was, there was a couple times where I like I ruined the vibe. Like we had people over, and we we're all just chilling, and everyone's like, "Oh, these guys are so much fun." And then I was like, "Yo, fuck this guy." I said something. I was like, "Yo, fuck this guy." Or, I have no idea. And the party, like I ended the party, people were like, "Okay, I guess we're gonna leave now since you guys have problems." And there was one day where I was like, "Oscar, you gotta muster up the courage to talk to this guy, person to person, like person to person." Damn. So we went to the Grange, which is a restaurant nearby, and I I laid it out all flat. I go, "Look, man, happening. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through." This, 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 and that. Um, and we came back, like we came back from that evening, like on the same page. Like, all right, cool, we're gonna figure this out. That night, that morning is when my apartment burned down. I remember the, the apartment burning down was like the apartment burning down was probably one of the craziest things I've I've ever gone through. I, I, I'm sure Chris will tell you the same. Um, but it, it definitely it put a strain on our friendship because it got to a point where Chris thought that I I had done it on purpose to get him out. <laughs> and I was like, why would I do that? I was like, why would I set my apartment on fire to get you out? Yo, listen, me laughing. I know people were like, yo, why this fucking dickhead laughing? He's a fucking dick. I'm <laughs> laughing because it's like, yo, we're this still my bet we got over it. Yo, we got over it. No, but but listen, I want to tell Chilka how we got over it. So, um, you know, the story is much longer and much more detailed. But we we worked it out to where we worked it out to where anytime we had a college gig, let's say we had a college gig that paid us two thousand dollars. So that means I would make a thousand dollars and Chris would make a thousand dollars. But I, since I organized the gig, the check was being made to me. 
So then I would be like, all right, Chris, $1,000 is yours, but I'm going to take a portion of this money and pay myself from what you owe me. And yep. you tell me how much money you want from this $1,000, and I'm going to take the rest. So Chris would be like, all right, give me 200 So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm going to apply 800 to the money that you owe me. So we did that over multiple colleges. But that's how the debt got paid. But I'll never forget. So, like, I had to leave the apartment. He had to leave the apartment. We didn't speak. We were on. We were pissed off at each other. I'm sure he hated me. I hated him. But we had this college gig in Virginia, which was a nine-hour drive. <laughs> and that was the one show that was on the calendar that we had to go to. And we hadn't spoken. We hadn't spoken. And I texted him. I was like, hey, man, we got this gig. Are we doing this or what? And he's like, yeah. So... He came down to New York. We got in the car and we drove. We drove for like, we drove for like two hours without saying a word to each other. Yeah. Two hours into New Jersey, he starts. Yeah. Laughing. Chris starts laughing, and in my mind, I'm wondering, I'm like, what the fuck is so funny that this guy's laughing right now? And out of nowhere, he goes, "Man, I miss your stupid cat." <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to be real serious. I was like, "Don't!" I was like, "Don't let that affect you, Oscar. Stand your ground." And he's like, "I I miss your stupid cats. I fucking hate them, but I miss them so much." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then and then we basically the the rest of the seven hours we like squashed it. And yeah, and, actually, and, if, and oh, if, oh. if anything, that fire made our friendship stronger. Now, actually, guys. We pulled over and fucked. <laughs> you were just as long game the way he got the Egyptian. The fire, the cats, the board, everything. Just to get back in your pants. Yeah. yeah. Yo, the, the moral of the story, Chuck, we fucked. <laughs> the moral of the story is we go together and no one has ever been able to figure it out. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Nah, yeah, man. And um, that shit was that money shit. That shit is a strain, man. And um, I don't know. I I still owe. I I, I owe. I owe my buddy some. I owe my buddy. And um, I was hoping, like, uh, you know, this shit didn't happen because I moved to Vegas. That uh, he'll come out. I could. I, I just. We just have a good time. All on me, man. Yeah, I land in Vegas and he takes me to the Spearman Rhino immediately. <laughs> and then he's like, You see this girl? That's your daughter. <laughs> and she's on the pole. Which we're not Yo, bro. convinced that there is no Colazos Jr. running out around there. There is there is listen, I I've accounted for every single person in my life that I've ever, you know, done that with. That is the only person that there's there's a question mark. So, <laughs> listeners, if you're around the, the age range, half Egyptian, Let half Colombian. I, I tell Chris all the time, I could be at a show, and if a half Egyptian, half Colombian, seventeen year old shows up and she's like, "You're my dad," I'm gonna I'm gonna fall backwards and be like, "Wow, I I don't like, know what to tell you." Yeah, no, you ain't gonna fall back. You be like, come on in, and you be like, this is your room. It's already set up. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. 
told, I, I told Chris, I'm like, don't even ask for child support because I do comedy, which means I don't get paid. So yeah, yeah. So I get, I get paid in rum and cokes and vodka sodas at the comedy club. Yeah. I yo yo, I honestly like I was yo, I used to hope like yo, I hope like you really did knock her up. You got a daughter, bro, because. Oh man, I I hope I trust me. That's the number one hope in my life. <laughs> she probably be gorgeous, little cutie pie. This mother got like a seventeen year old. Wow. Damn. I'll tell you this much: if a seventeen year old knocked on my door and was like, "You're my dad," I'd be like, "Hold on, I gotta go to the George Washington Bridge. I'll be right back." <laughs> you, know, you would drive your fucking the, the little Honda off. <laughs> Because <laughs> it'll go right underneath the fucking bridge shit. <laughs> it'll fit. <laughs> but yeah, man, I uh, I know people listening like like I was a I was a douche. Yeah, man, and I you know so you got some cast that okay have no intent. But listen, so when the first episode I did with Oscar, I was talking about how you know he moved up here, and if it was easy, if it was hard. What he did to kind of get to where he is, where he is, and he said that he had to realistically get a job to make money in order to try and do these shows. And he said that you are where you are because all you did was hustle and believed in your goal of being a comedian, and you didn't let anybody else or anything else deter you from that. Yeah, and and at the same time, like I said, and I never told this to my buddy. I'm saying this like, if if you didn't be a fucking a bitch and let me not pay you, no, no, no. If it wasn't for us, you know, doing this, me hustling at the comedy club, I wouldn't have got that without Oscar. So, um. Oscar, we're friends like that. He already know if anything I get, anything he he be hitting me up and asking for any favor, and, I, and I'll be like, "Yo, I'll see what I can do and make this shit happen." Like Oscar is like, he yeah, like he already know. We know, we know this. Anytime, anything, if I get anything and I'm some type of big whatever, Oscar is gonna be there. Oscar is gonna be there, like straight up, because it's you know. I'm coming along to make sure it's done right. <laughs> that too. That too. I'm coming along to make sure no one's finagling him, you know? That too. That too. Which yeah. is like crazy if, if, because, if I, so when me and Oscar met, again, I don't remember when we first met. I just remember mm-hmm. one of the moments that I had with him was at a picnic at one of our Greek events. And we ended up, again, listeners don't know how nothing else happened but a conversation. But I ended up in his car. And we were talking about finances and that conversation has still stuck with me all these years later. And then fast forward to two years ago, he was one of the six people that I texted the moment I gave birth to my daughter. And I even texted him. I was like, I don't know how you got into my inner circle, but here you are. <laughs> wow. That's dope. Also, you're, you're, you're a part of the fraternity. Yeah, I'm in the sorority, the sisterhood, uh, the sister fraternity, sister sorority to his fraternity. I said fraternity. See, you could tell I ain't been to college. I mean, I always the words. Oh Yo. God, I got a great story. I got a great story. <laughs> Chelsea, listen to this. Oh man, please. Oh, God. 
I look back. Listen to this. Fucking stupid. So I get us, I get us booked at University of <laughs> Illinois, Urbana Champaign, which is like very similar to Gainesville, right? So it's like a, you know a bunch of hours away from a major city, and it's me, Darren, and Chris, and I, I got us booked through the fraternity. So the fraternity had this show. We go and rock it out. And then they had a party. They had like a Greek party afterwards. So it was like Lamb Theta Phi and all the black Greeks. All the black Greeks. <laughs> so we go, we show up to this party. And it was it was really interesting because it's like that's the life that I live. That's the life that Darren lived. Chris didn't live that life. So it was, what was weird about it was that we were like 15 years older than these kids. So we're like, we're basically chaperones <laughs> at this party. No, we weren't. We show up, we... They got gallons of jungle juice. They got gallons of a, a bunch of, they have Everclear. I mean, it was your typical college party. And then a couple of the black Greeks start to, uh, a couple of the black sororities start to stroll. And Chris had gone to the bathroom. So me and Darren are chilling in the corner and the sorority start, I forget which one it was, but a sorority starts strolling or stepping or whatever. And Chris comes out and joins oh, the stroll. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's just going along with them every step of the way. And me and Darren are looking at Chris from afar like, dude, you know, we're doing that like hand to the neck sign. Like, no, 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 stop. No, 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 stop. Don't do that. And Chris had no idea. And he's just doing it. And he's just bouncing along. And he's moving from side to side. And then, it, like, all the girls, they noticed. And then they stopped and they were looking at him. And he <laughs> he's still going. He's got his eyes closed. And then he opens his eyes. And the entire room was looking at him like, yo, what are you doing right now? <laughs> and, me and, and, and then he comes over to our corner. He's like, what did I do, guys? <laughs> No, you don't do that. That's not not what I'm saying, Oscar. I say, yo, I came over. I said, I did some bullshit, huh? And Dear was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You said with his eyes closed, he was jamming like it was his favorite song. (laughs) I was stepping and doing a high kick to the knees to the chest. (laughs) It was so funny. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And they let me do it. They let me do it. That shit is crazy. They let you do it for a little bit because you joined at the end of the line. No, no. I'm saying you let me. Y'all didn't come and grab me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, we were like, we were shocked. We were like, what is this guy doing? I thought you were just going to tell me that he broke the line, but this is so much more worse. (laughs) No, he joined and he joined with rhythm. Yo, yo, everybody was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with that fucking whose uncle is this? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody get their drunk uncle. (laughs) Yeah. Stupid. But I I had to be a dad that day and I was like, guys, we gotta go. We got an early flight. Also, we're not trying to get drunk. Yeah. Oh God. I'm very dad like. Whenever I travel, whenever I travel, I'm very dad like. Yeah, he makes sure. He said, "Like I'm very dad like." Chris is Chris is very responsible too. Uh, so you know, we chill. We don't do anything crazy. We'll have a drink at a bar. Like that's it. Darren Rivera. (laughs) 
<laughs> is a psycho. Yo, if y'all he's know, Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. That's what he is. He's Frank the Tank. He's Frank the Tank. <laughs> we'll go somewhere and, and the party's over and like me and Chris are like, all right, the show's over and me and Chris will be like, all right, cool. We're going back to the hotel because we want to sleep. And Darren's just like, guys, we're come on, let's go party. Like, let's go, let's go to the bar. Let's go party. Yo, 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 where's one of the guys gave me a keg? Let's go fucking do it. Let's do it. We like, yo, Darren, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, Darren, we gotta say, yo, Darren, he is listen, big 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 girls out there. Darren is the king of the big girls. He yeah. is a magnet. Let me tell you something. Almost every time we did college shows and Darren was there, he scored. He scored. He's no way. Hold on. Let me let me clean him up. Let me clean up this story a little bit. He's there is there's always someone that shows up to these college shows that's like a graduate student or like a worker at the you know, so they're a little bit older. Right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I didn't mean to be a student, yeah. Because it's Darren is Darren's like we're all like fifty years old. <laughs> so it's, it's not like Darren's taking home a nineteen-year-old freshman because that that's never happened. But yeah, he has disappeared with like, like I think I think one college he disappeared with like a teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they were all let me let me yeah you good you clean it but it's the truth they were all like. There was a student. There were like a somebody who booked it that that works. Yeah, like faculty. Yeah, but they were they were big. They were yeah. they were all big. <laughs> yeah, big. and there and listen, there was times where like young girls wanted to hit on them, and and me and Chris had to be like, dude, we're not gonna stop you from doing whatever you want to do, but let us just let you know that that girl is nineteen and you're like sixteen. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Don't do and don't don't do anything stupid. And he's like, "Yeah, I guess you're right." <laughs> yo, yo, yeah, man. That, yo. Guy, that guy shot out of a cannon. I missed that shit. I mean, we get we old. We can't like I can't. I I don't think I can ever do colleges again. Not well. They're I don't not enjoy. Want... They're not enjoyable anymore to us. Mm. So, Chris, I know you've done yeah. some TV stuff and worked with like. Rob Schneider and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you know every every. Let me tell you something. With comics, it's rarely you get hooked up with agents and then you do all that. But how you get to the agents is always through another comic. So through another comic, uh, uh, that's that's into the Happy Gilmore camp, uh, referred me in because someone dropped out and um, I was able to work with Rob to a few shows and. Uh, and uh, I, I met him in, uh, where's it, Maryland? And I drove, you know, I had my little truck. And he was, he asked, like, <laughs> like, do you have, do you have car service or whatever? I'm like, nah, I got my truck. He was just like, oh, okay. So hopped in my little truck. Like, like I met him at the show. We did the show because it was more shows that they didn't tell me I was supposed to be chauffeuring him around and I was supposed to get a rental and all that <laughs> shit. So he my little Hopped on my little truck and well, made it cozy and just, you know, how I am when I'm not an anti-social person like Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we, I, we just, I just, just spit my life story and where I came up and he, uh, you know, I gotta say the uh, Rob took a, he took a, a liking and 
was like, yo, man, like, listen, let's like really like opened up and, you know, just talk about like coming up and stuff with him and stuff, what I got to do and just giving me inspiration. And uh, from there he asked again when the guy, cause he had his main guy, which is if you watch the real Rob on Netflix, uh, there's a comic named Jamie Laszlo. He opens for him a lot in another comic. They both weren't around. Uh, and he, he asked for me, you know, when they're running around, let's ask Chris, got me, got me again and got me again. And we just been linking and uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's how that freaking Rob Schneider, like that shit is crazy. Well, the weird, the weird part about his opener, Jamie not being around is because Jamie lives in, in Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska. Have you guys done or tried doing any virtual shows during this pandemic? Me, I, I gotta say for me, no, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not shitting on it because it seemed like that's gonna be the wave, and um, I, I can't. Not yet. I can't. I, it's like something different. Oh, I gotta. I gotta. I got. I don't know. I, I never did it, and I seen it, and it's like, oh man, I don't like that. If it's like a, a, a delay of uh, connection. If I'm doing stand up, uh, I can't do that. Maybe if they book me and I'm just telling stories, I could do that. But I can't do my stand up without yeah. the crowd there. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I did. I did one show at the beginning. And at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe a week into the shutdown, I would like to say that. I, I did not want to do it, but I forced myself to do it to see if I would end up liking it, to see if maybe I would change my mind on it. Mm-hmm. And I did eight minutes, and there hasn't been another eight minutes of my life where I have hated <laughs> myself more. <laughs> see? See? Yo, Let me tell I, you, I wanted to take that computer and throw it onto St. <laughs> Nicholas Avenue. It, was, it, it felt horrible. It felt the worst. So yeah, yeah, it's a very intricate art form where where you need the right space, you need the right ambiance, you need the right everything to happen, um, and that's all stripped away when you do it on a computer. Yeah. Now I... a storytelling show, a podcast, those things are different because they don't have a certain structure, they don't have a certain rhythm to them. But stand-up comedy is very, very, it's very, very intimate delicate. too, right? Like you need the yeah. interaction from the audience and feed off the audience as well. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. It's you do you. It's it's uh, man, and the and and, and laughter is contagious. Yeah. It's like if it's a pause. It's just maybe it's gonna take time because like like yo this world the way it is like wait the way we used to we used to doing it like say from three months back and on it's it it's it's changed it's gonna change it's gonna change and it's like accept that shit that shit is crazy it's not gonna be the same I'm I know it like I might like just sound like a conspiracy theory shit but it ain't gonna be the same it's not. This virtual reality thing, like it's somebody's gonna blow from it, and that's what it is. I, I just don't, I don't know, man. If you're t- right now, it's like fuck. If you're not, if you're not them dudes that everybody know, Louis C.K., Chris Rock, uh, 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 uh Chris D'Elia, this, 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 and that. They, you, you gotta build your core and get that that old internet. You gotta have that internet type of uh comic with it 
like do you get what I'm saying? Like meaning meaning internet comic, meaning not standard comic, like that funny, silly shit. It's like you gotta have all that and have that whole package and then it will work. Yeah, you gotta bridge the two. Yeah, but that shit, yo, that shit is like, oh gosh, man. I don't know. Make I'm I'm just it's no excuse. I'm I'm probably gonna have to convert to it, but this, well, I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you this much, Chilka. Traditional stand-up comedians, which which are people like myself and Chris, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and I I would like to say that we're good at what we do. Um, it's all about being at the right place, the right time. You know, putting in your putting in a lot of time, but right before all this happened, there's a, there's a lot of comedians coming out of Instagram and YouTube that have a lot of followers and they, they get contracts right. to the comedy clubs mm-hmm. and, they, and they pack out the comedy clubs, but mm-hmm. then you go watch them and they don't have 10 minutes of real stand-up comedy material. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. ends up happening is like somebody like me or Chris, will get the phone call. Hey, come open for this YouTuber, YouTuber. Instagram celebrity, and then you go there, you rock out, you do what you think is funny, but those people aren't there to see you. They don't give a shit about you. I don't give a shit about you. And then you do your 5, 10, 15 minutes, you get off stage, and then this fucking dope comes out, and (laughs) he says this, like, stupid tagline, whatever tagline that they're using, that they're famous for, the crowd goes nuts, and then it's like an hour of dumb, dumb, on funny shit, but the crowds love it because it's the person that they see on TV or on their phone screens and they love it. And meanwhile, traditional stand-up comics, we're in the back of the room going, what the fuck is going on? I think it goes back to what you were saying about the show you did in in the college where it's all incoming freshmen, right? It's like knowing your audience. But like I know people that are used to Mm -hmm. going to stand-up shows, going for that date night um, to see a random comedian you resonate with them more when it's based on real experiences and like real life stories versus made up shit that you can't relate to. Yeah. You should see some of these you should see some of these YouTubers. They're they're pathetic. They are pathetic. <laughs> I I'm, 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 I sound like a hater, but I don't care. Yeah, but at the same time they'd be having actual stand-up comedians paced up around them to, to put them up on a bulletin board. Like, there's a thumbtack, there's four thumbtack comics on each corner pasting them to the wall. But after a while, they get it. Like, after a while, they start getting, like, Country Wayne. He, 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 he get it. And the motherfucker is he's funny, dude. And he and with his what he do, he's funny. Me, uh, DC, uh, DC Young Fly. He, you know, I never seen his actual stand up. I can't front. I never seen his actual stand up. But like, like motherfuckers saying like, yo, his he got jokes. He got he got jokes. That's I never seen him like that. And you know, there's another comic Kev on stage. Like he be doing these like split screen and talking, but his stand up is hilarious. Dude, I'm, let me tell you what I'm going to do. After this pandemic, I'm not going back to stand-up comedy. I'm going to go to a YouTuber's comedy show at a, at a certified comedy club venue, and I'm just going to boo the fuck out of them. <laughs> Literally just going to be in the back of the, back of the room just being like, boo, motherfucker, boo. 
this is the yo guys chill yo listen this is the guy that i met at the bar where he just said boo motherfucker boo that was oscar our man he's a low-key <laughs> hater <laughs> he tells you like a fucking, fucking crash yo when he be exploded he'll call me in you know when he's drunk and he called me it'd be so fun he's like oh man but but sometimes he'll call me like fucking god fucking one just fucking just go on a fucking train with a butcher knife and just fucking <laughs> God. One of my one of my favorite seasons is first day of school season because people put their pictures <laughs> of their babies and internally, like when I lived with Chris, I'd be like, look at this stupid, look at this stupid first grader. I would just make fun of everyone's put out before they start posting. Oh god, I hate this fucking season when your stupid parents put up your stupid ass, stupid looking kids. Meanwhile, there's a 17-year-old posting never... Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, me. With daddy issues. <laughs> 17. Yo, I, I yo, dude, I, I swear, Oscar, I, I swear, I'd be like, yo, I hope you have a kid. She had a kid from you. I hope so. So oh, god, don't even that would explain why she was just at the strip club when you were every- back. <laughs> well, at the very least, I would, I would, I would save myself from uh, uh, first day of school season. You know, first day of school pictures. I would actually put up a picture of first first day of my daughter in my life. <laughs> oh my god! I don't want to joke about this. I don't. Well, I want to yeah. say thank you so much to both of you for getting this going. Um, follow both yeah. of these guys on all social. They're hysterical. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time, 